Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. On Force Friends Rewatch, we watch Star Wars television, and then we talk about it. We are currently covering every Obi-Wan Kenobi-centric episode in Star Wars TV, from Clone Wars through the Kenobi TV show, all the way up to Star Wars Rebels. Before we get into that, though, Ryan has a bit for us. Yeah, I do. Um, Real simple bit today, actually. What's your favorite class of astromech droid? There's so many. That's a good question. Boy, howdy. Um, I mean, like, my favorite droid droid is a gonk droid. But that, that's not an yeah. astromech. Um, I always like to see older astromechs. Like, I know that even by the time of The Phantom Menace... R2-D2 is considered, like, old. Yeah. And so by the time of, like, the original trilogy, I imagine R2 is pretty ancient. But I like seeing even older ones. So I like uh, Chopper a lot, for instance. And um, I really like the droid from Cassian, which is, like, yeah. clearly an even older, <sighs> older, like, shittier R2. So, um... I'm going to go with one of those. I don't I don't know what like designation they are, but like the old shitty Astromax. <laughs> I like that. I don't know if we have a designation for the little guy. I mean, his name is B, B2, but I don't know if that's his designation or. Yeah, right on. Um, I think I have to go with the classic R2, but um, I also like the R6s. Those are the ones where it's like the, the R... Sort of like the chopper-shaped head, but it has the classic R2 details on it. They were they were a Legends thing, and when I saw they were coming back for The Force Awakens, I was disproportionately excited. So yeah, R6 or R2. It's a good choice. Thank you. I have a I have a question for you, just to extend this bit a little bit. Yeah, We've yeah. had a, a nice long break here. What Star Wars stuff have you been up to? Oh, man. Um, well, we went to Galaxy's Edge because it was a rainy day in Southern California, and we figured it would be dead. That uh, did not work out so well. Uh, it was not dead, but we still had fun. Uh, been getting up at the crack of dawn to watch the Bad Bash before work. Really loving that, especially as something of a Cody apologist. Um, You're one of those maniacs that watches it before you go into work. Oh, I have to. I have to. <laughs> I guess it's a little easier for you since you're on the West Coast. Whereas, right. like, whenever someone on the East Coast is like, oh, yeah, I watched I watched the Star Wars show before I wanted to work. I'm like, you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to. I, I work with a lot of Star Wars fans, and I'm not the only one who does it. So I like to know that we'll have something to talk sure. about. Um, but, yeah, I think that's about it. But what have you done? Uh, not much. I, I did a troop yesterday. You and I yeah. were talking about that before we recorded and that was How a was ton it? of fun. Uh, it was, it was nuts. It was a one day, like five hour comic con in a library. Oh, so I, I was, those. I was going into it. Like if it's in a library, I feel like it's for little kids, but it's advertised as a comic con. And in my mind, like those are typically like more adult focused. So like, yeah. what is this? Are there going to be vendors? Like what, what, what the heck is this? So I show <laughs> up parking is a nightmare. Uh, no one knew where the changing room was. So I was like lugging my gear everywhere. 
finally get suited up in uh, Gold Leader. And uh, it was like baby's first Comic Con. It was like geared for kids. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like ages like four through fifteen. That's perfect. And there was like a costume contest, and there there was like a scavenger hunt, and there were like crafting workshops, and uh, it was really really cool. Uh, we had uh, a group of five of us from the. The Rebel Legion there. We had a season two Mando. Nice. Uh, a General Leia. We had me and we had two uh, two Jedi. And uh, we were a huge hit. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had a line for pictures almost the entire time we were on the floor. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I feel like that, like kids and preteens who want to go to Comic-Con is pretty much as close to our target demographic as you can get. Like, that's perfect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, quite quite a few uh, dads were coming up to me because uh, they thought I was Wedge. And they were like, I love the Rogue Squadron games. Uh, and, and like they were asking for pictures with me and I didn't have the heart to tell them I wasn't Wedge. So I was yeah. I was Wedge Antilles for most it, of yesterday. There you go. Just uh, be Wedge. Which is fine. I, like, I love Wedge. Uh, Wedge is definitely one of my favorite characters. I just don't look anything like the actor. Um, but or any of the three actors. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was, I was wedge yesterday and, uh, it was very funny dealing with dads who are like my age, who grew up on road yeah. too. Uh, it, that, that was weird. Uh, I felt old seeing, seeing these people my age with kids. I was just like, Oh my God. Oh gosh. Yeah. I never know how to process that. No, I love that. Yeah. Just, just be wedge for them. Just let them have wedge. Yeah, oh that, yeah. 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 I was, I was wedge for them. I was trooping this like Christmas tree festival on Long Island, New York once with, uh, it was me as Luke. And then there was like the blue Republic Senate guard with like the big plume coming out of the helmet. And this old lady obscure, came up, obscure costume. Oh, so obscure. And this old lady came up to me and she knew I was Luke Skywalker. And she was like, my kids love you. And she turns to him and she's like, I want to tell them about you too, but I don't know what the hell you are. And he just says, like, in his Brooklyn accent without missing a beat, Lady, I'm whoever you need me to be to have a good time today. <laughs> and I was like, that's such a good attitude. That's very funny. Um, yeah, it, this was maybe one of my favorite troops uh, I've done. Awesome. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, everyone was high energy. Everyone was having a great time. Um, yeah. One of the generic Jedi we were with... Uh, if you know what Qui-Gon Jinn's costume looks like, you would know that he was not Qui-Gon Jinn. However, he had uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's hair and facial hair. Oh, and he he's had a green light, And he had a green lightsaber. So um, besides the one person who thought he was Obi-Wan Kenobi, everyone <laughs> was... was coming up to him and going, Oh my God, Qui-Gon Jinn, Qui-Gon Jinn. Ah. And... Uh, I was just like, yeah, you did this yourself, man. Like, change your hairstyle, like, put it in a different braid, or and, like, get a different colored lightsaber, or you are going to be Qui-Gon Jinn forever. This was his third troop. Oh, uh, yeah, he's Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah, he, and he's just like, oh, I guess I'm just Qui-Gon. And I was just like, yeah, you're Qui-Gon. Embrace it. He's who, That's who they needed him to be to have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a blast. Good, good good troop um that's been 
pretty much all the Star Wars stuff I've done since the downtime, other than watching Bad Batch and uh, watching these episodes of Clone Wars specifically made me yeah. want to play some Star Wars Legion. So uh, right maybe I'll get maybe I'll get some of that in some someday soon. But yeah, I guess we should talk about these episodes. We uh, should. We should talk about Obi Wan Kenobi. I think that's what we're doing this year. Yeah. So we watched Dooku Captured and the Gungan General. I feel like we've watched the Gungan General before for Horse Runs Rewatch, but I can't imagine I don't, what arc that was for. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But, oh, we watched. Um, well, we watched the other Kooky Jar Jar episode for Champs and Dula. Twilight. Yeah. Okay. Okay, there it is. So this is a great Jar Jar episode. Um, but let's see how it starts. How it starts is Anakin is captured, but it was all part of a ruse. Everyone comes to rescue him. There's a lot of sassing. They confront Count Dooku. Count Dooku escapes, but crash lands. They give pursuit. They also crash lands. Uh, Dooku gets captured by some pirates. The pirates offer to ransom him to the Republic. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are tapped to confirm that Dooku is in fact alive and a prisoner. They do that. They get drugged by the pirates. They're now captured too. The Senate sends Jar Jar and a senator from Malastare. Yeah. And some clones to go and pay the ransom. They don't even know that Obi-Wan and Anakin are now captured. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and Dooku... Uh, have some shenanigans and trying to escape the pirates. They keep failing. Jar Jar accidentally blows up some power lines. Power goes down in the pirate stronghold. Dooku mercs some guys and steals a ship. Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, take the pirate leader hostage, one Mr. Honda Onaka, and are backing out of the place when Jar Jar shows up. Uh, They now are at a standoff with the pirates and Obi-Wan and I are going to like, look, we're just going to leave and not like fuck with y'all. And Hondo's like, that's pretty dope actually. And, (laughs) uh, they leave. That's the end. Excellent recap as always. Thank you. Ryan, what, what, what do you like about these episodes? Two episodes, season one of Clone Wars, uh, maybe a divisive season of Clone Wars, but I like, Looking back at the humble origins of Disneyland's own Hondo Onaka. That's what it is for me. Like, he just seemed like such a side throwaway character. And look at that man. He is the standout. Yeah, he he could have very easily been in these two episodes and never shown up again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially with the last line where Obi-Wan is like, hey, like, Dooku's not as forgiving as us and he knows where you live. It could have very easily been a throwaway line five seasons later that, oh, yeah, these are where these pirates used to live before Dooku got his revenge and we could have never seen them again. Or it could have just been like a Dark Horse one shot comic that was like the revenge of Count Dooku and having (laughs) Florum's pirate nest get decimated. And the fact that he not only shows up multiple more times in Clone Wars, but then shows up in Rebels. And now in Disney. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. He's everywhere. He, he's had a novel. Like, he's he's just such a good character. Uh, I believe he is in X-Wing now. Uh, yeah. So far, he has not shown up in Legion, which is an outrage, in my opinion. 
I agree. Uh, but he he's also in the expansion, I believe, for Outer Rim, which is fantastic. So I love it. Yeah, he's shown up in a, in a lot of uh, tabletop games, which is really cool. How about you? What stands out? Um, this is definitely like these episodes are have launched a thousand fanfictions of Obi Ken Shippers. Um, <laughs> if if you see Obi Wan and Anakin as like best friends, these are some phenomenal like best friend Obi Wan Anakin moments. If you uh, are into the uh, shipping of these characters, I would say that these are like essential uh, oh, watching yeah. episodes because um, they're just so sarcastic and flirty with each other. And like you can flirt with your best friend and it be platonic, uh, but you can also flirt with your best friend and be like, I'm just kidding unless, and <laughs> I feel like you can read these interactions as either of those. Um, but fantastic Obi-Wan Anakin relationship stuff. Um, it definitely feels more like the opening of Revenge of the Sith versus their stuff at the start of Attack of the Clones. Definitely. Maybe the maybe the relationship in the arena a little bit with the we came to rescue you. Nice job. Like there's there's some of that in this. There's a lot of that when yeah. It definitely feels like the opening of Revenge of the Sith, where like these guys are tight, they're very competent. Um, they're giving each other a hard time, but it's it's out of love and mutual respect. Uh, yeah, I had, so it's good stuff. I had that in my notes actually that it's uh it's like the the Revenge of the Sith relationship, but with Attack of the Clones is Detective Obi Wan because he is <laughs> you know he, he has that investigative vibe when they first land, which is one of my favorite parts of Attack of the Clones. Uh, I also love Tukyu in these episodes. Uh, yes. Specifically, it like when I said I wanted to bust my Legion out, I was like, man, I want to have, like run Tukyu as my commander after watching this. Like he's, I love that character. He's such a good villain. He is. And I'm a slut for pirates, so <laughs> Hondo Hondo is hands down like one of my favorite characters. Uh, I know. Jim Cummings, the voice of Hondo and Winnie the Pooh, is like a dick in real life. Oh um, yeah, big time. So that's that's a huge shame. Uh, but he, I mean, iconic performance as Hondo. Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll give him that while also recognizing that he sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think his his performance as Hondo here, and this is, I mean, this is how it goes with comic characters, but he's much less over-the-top goofy here. Like, he's still funny. It's still very much Hondo's character, but the delivery is a lot more reserved, and it's it's one of the only times that Hondo's actually kind of scary. Like, you're not sure what he's going to do. I I almost disagree with you. Really? Because um, he... His last appearance, where he's trying to murder those children. Um, oh yeah, I guess he's scary there. He and like he he wants to sell Ahsoka is very scary. Now, personally, I don't think he's genuine in any of that. I no. think he is putting on a face for his crew while also trying to like he's trying to save face and appear scary while right like honoring the friendship he has with the Jedi and not actually trying to kill 
Ahsoka, like by saying, oh, I'm going to capture her and sell her, take her alive. He is providing a threatening aura while also like not killing her. So like, that's kind of how I read it. But if, right. if you were to just surface level watch those episodes, he's very scary. Yeah, he's scary there and he's scary here. But other times, like like in that one where he's terrorizing the villagers and they have to team up with the bounty hunters, his people are scary, but every time it cuts to Hondo, he's silly. He's, he's very kind of bumbling. There, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and besides the youngling arc that you mentioned in this, I feel like he that's, that's kind of the standard. Like the yeah. pirates are scary, but Hondo is the comic relief. Whereas here... Hondo's kind of in step with them. He's, uh, I feel like he's kind of scary in the mall stuff, too. He uh, has one-liners for sure. Like, he, you know, he makes jokes about his mom and stuff. But, yeah. He does but that here, too. He, he definitely gets a lot softer come Rebels. Yeah, oh yeah, Rebel, well, Rebels, he's yeah. an old man who's lost it all yeah. and has nothing to lose, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Honda Hondo's like kind of scary here. I, I agree with you that like you never know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um I think that's one of the funnest things about his character is that you truly don't know like what side he's on oh, ever. Oh, sure. Uh but yeah, he's he's great. He's he's on the side of the porgs per his standalone novel and that to mm-hmm. me is all that matters that's yeah he could do whatever he wants you know I, I don't care about them kids he's he loves porgs and that's what matters what do you think of jar jar in these episodes oh, i i love jar jar i i wish for obviously many reasons that it could have been ahmed best for these because he is jar jar but as a jar jar fan this is this is classic jar jar it's it's probably the most over-the-top the slapstick gets when he's messing around with the seat in the ship. And maybe I could live without some of that, but perfect. I would agree. It's good Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> anyone that tells you to skip Jar Jar episodes is wrong. Yeah. Uh, the, these are great. These are great episodes, and Jar Jar is integral to them. He is. Yeah, Jar Jar's what at is- his best when he's saving the day by being a fool. What did we learn about Kenobi here? We learn, I mean, it's not, I feel that there's not much that we learn here, but just that it reinforces and underscores that he, like I said, I mean, it's Detective Obi-Wan from Attack of the Clones. It's Stealth Obi-Wan from A New Hope. It's kind of like a highlight reel for me. It's, it's not like Satine episodes where we're learning a lot about him. How about you? I think we learn a lot about Obi-Wan here. Really? Um, yeah, I think this is like the first time he and Anakin truly are equals in, yeah. in Clone Wars. So I think that's important. I think having Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin all interacting, it, it is the the Yoda lineage of, you know, Yoda, then Dooku, then Qui-Gon, then Obi-Wan, then Anakin than Ahsoka. So like having the three of them interact, these these three generations of Yoda's legacy is uh, really interesting stuff. And I, to my memory, it's the only time in Clone Wars we have the three of them like talking without fighting. Uh, I believe it is. That's interesting stuff to me. And uh, 
Obi-Wan, like, leaving on good terms with Hondo is, I think, very compelling stuff. Um, yeah. Well, that sets the stage for what may or may not be a friendship. Is absolutely a friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think Hondo's gay. So, um, I just I just like that Obi-Wan, you know, <laughs> this is by gay solidarity. Uh, Obi-Wan being like, you know what? You're good. Yeah. So yeah, I I, uh, I I think we get a lot of good Obi Wan stuff here that uh, I don't necessarily have like thoughts on what it all means, but it, it's fun to like marinate on these episodes and think about yeah. uh, how they inform Kenobi's character. I think he's the most willing of the Jedi we've seen to have friends who are not just outside the order, but like way outside the order. Like besides Anakin. Obi-Wan's three best friends are a senator from Naboo, the owner of a greasy spoon diner in the like mid-level Coruscant, and Hondo. I love that. I feel like most Jedi are only friends with other Jedi, maybe politicians. And maybe they're clones. Yeah, oh um, yeah, true, true, true. Because uh, Obi-Wan is everybody. tight with Cody, but yeah. that isn't necessarily unique to Obi-Wan. But right. uh, Obi-Wan being genuine friends with people like Dex and with Hondo is yeah. uh, very, very odd uh, for most Jedi. Would would Obi-Wan have gotten along with Maz? I'm, uh, I'm almost shocked that we haven't had them interact in a novel yet. Uh, I think we I might. Because I do think he would have. Well, didn't we just find out in one of the High Republic novels that Dex and Maz were tight? So I think he might. I, think I don't, I don't. Do I don't read High Republic, so I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, there was something with Dex and Maz way back in the day, so I I could see it. I I, I think this also like reinforces that like the Jedi aren't cops. Like yeah. there there might be Jedi who are cops, but just because you're a Jedi doesn't mean you're a cop. Like Obi Wan oh, yeah. letting these guys go and just being like, yeah, we we have no quarrel with you. We seek no revenge, and like you don't have Dooku anymore, so you don't have anything we want, so we're just going to go. That is like the least cop shit ever. 100%. I love it. Same. Do you think Obi-Wan and Hondo smoke weed together? Once or twice. Obi-Wan would never admit it. Hondo acts like he keeps the secret, but he always hints at it. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? I love it. You know, I agree. I agree. Your read of the situation is perfect. <laughs> after Absolutely. that arms deal, Obi-Wan, Hondo's like, after the arms deal for Saw Gerrera, Hondo's just like, you know, Kenobi, you're uptight. Come on, come back to my ship. I have to show you something. And Obi-Wan knows what it is, but he acts like he doesn't. And I think that's the second time. I don't know what the first time was. Yeah, they've, they've blazed it. <laughs> I love Hondo's dumb flying saucers, too. Yeah. Great, you know, I was, great ship design. I was just reading about those. That is a ship. This is so George Lucas. He has been trying to get that ship into Star Wars for so long. He wanted the Trade Federation to use flying saucers. He wanted the Kaminoans to use flying saucers because look at them. I love that he finally got it in there. <laughs> And they're great. They're perfect. Yeah. Uh, anything you would do differently or wish was better? I mean, I already said about the 
the Jar Jar voice, and we now understand that Ahmed was not in a good place to do Jar Jar at that time. And I, you know, besides that, I don't know that I would. I think these are a really nice, tight, 45-minute little mini-movie about... I mean, it's it's really about Obi-Wan and Anakin and Dooku. How about you? So, I don't like the characterization for all the clones kind of finding Jar Jar annoying. On the one hand... I understand that the point of that is to show that, like, even people who you don't understand or you find a little annoying can, like, teach you something and mm-hmm. they have value. And, like, that is for sure a good lesson. And I think the use of Jar Jar there is is solid. However, I do wish that there was one clone who was a Jar Jar fanboy <laughs> and was, like... Jar Jar proposed the Republic Military Act. Like, we wouldn't have a job without for him. Oh, man. And I kind of wish that same clone was like, at the Battle of Naboo 11 years ago, Jar Jar single-handedly killed, like, 23 battle droids and took out three AAT tanks. You know? (laughs) Like, Like, I kind of wish there was one clone who was like, oh my goodness, General Banks, like, thank you for proposing that legislation. And Uh, then, like, when one of the other clones was getting, like, kind of mouthy, he could be like, here's Jar Jar's fucking stats, you green shiny. Like, uh, like he's killed twice as many droids as you have. You know, like, I kind of wish there was that one clone that that I've invented now that is a Banks head. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. like, I, like, and if maybe if it didn't come for a clone, like maybe, and like this isn't the episode for Jar Jar to fight droids, obviously the villains are like pirates. But like, I do kind of wish there was a moment where like Jar Jar got to school some clones on like how the Gungans took out these battle droids, you know? Because the Gungans fought them first. Yeah, and they fought them best. Uh, so yeah, that's that's like my only like little little tiny complaint. And, like, me creating a, a character on the spot and be like, I wish this character existed. <laughs> I'll uh, sign off on that. You know, that's that's what fan fiction is for. Oh, um, yeah. No, that would be great. I, man. But uh, I, I wish I wish we had had, uh, like, specifically, uh, you know, Jar Jar interacting with these clone troopers. I do think that would have been, like, a really fun thing to have done if they had had the time. And, like, these are two jam-packed episodes with lots of, twists and turns so like i get that there wasn't time for it but But yeah that would have been perfect now that we're in the disney plus days where animation can be as long as it needs to be i'm I'm spoiled for going back and being like man if this if this episode had another three minutes you know you could have had a a beat like this but yeah that's my only complaint yeah other than that other than needing a binxologist clone I think I think these are pretty solid. And yeah, these these are the ones that come to mind when people say skip the first season of Clone Wars, where I'm like you like you said, like you you simply can't. No, you I, I I genuinely believe some of my favorite Clone Wars episodes are in season one. And they introduce important characters like Hondo. And 
when people say skip the Jar Jar episodes, I also think they're wrong because there are some great Jar Jar episodes. And, and this is for sure one of them. And I also think that like these episodes are vital for establishing the Obi-Wan-Anakin relationship that we're going to see for the next five seasons. Um, I know Clone Wars goes up to six and seven, but uh, Obi-Wan is kind of more of a supporting character at at that point. Um, oh yeah. You know, but for, for the next five seasons, the foundation is being laid here for the, their relationship and their, uh, their dynamic. And, and I think that's really interesting to see the foundations of here. So yeah, it's good stuff. Agreed. Uh, anything else you want to say about Mr. Kenobi? No, I think uh, he's one of the best sidekicks Hondo's ever had. Well said. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I I think I'm tapped out. This is a this is a nice half hour Force Friends. Look at that. Yeah. That's gonna do it for us. Follow us on Twitter at Force Friends Pod. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Bristol Podworks for that intro and for being our producer. Go reach out to them to make your podcast dreams come true. We are grateful to be part of the Where They May Radio Network. You can get some great rewards at our Patreon at Patreon slash WTM Radio, as well as bonus content from Ending Pending, Good Neighbors, and Fan Fiction is Good, actually. Uh, good Neighbors is killing it. They're in their second season. Uh, I know I'm biased. I'm part of the cast, but uh, they're only eight episodes deep. So if you have not checked that show out and you want to hear more of me and you like the modern fantasy or horror genres and you like queer characters and you like spooky cryptids and ghouls, I think you'll probably dig that show. So uh, season two is a great place to jump on. It's all new characters and all new stories. So you don't need to know what happened in campaign one, but yeah, go, go listen, go check it out. Ending pending is great. They've also been on a break. They should be coming back soon. And Fan Fiction is Good actually is my husband's show, so go listen to that also. He's great. He's super talented and he's super smart, and I love him, so go listen to his podcasts. Heck yeah. Anything you want to plug, Ryan? Uh, I got nothing at the moment. All right. Well, uh, how about Lazy Day Galaxy? Go buy yourself there a we go. shirt. Yeah, I'm the worst at plugging. Thank you. Yeah, LazyDayGalaxy.com for cool nerd shirts related yeah. to a certain space fantasy. But we also have some, uh, we got a licensed Scott Pilgrim design now. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, that's gonna, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, Ryan, how do we end the podcast? Goodbye there. Goodbye there. Where they may, radio.